1: up to play them pinball, and put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades. You know where to put the cork. We're gonna take it.
0: But I get on for this. i girl.
2: to the Tom Dupree show and we open with a song from the band Uh, Cripple Creek, Levon Helm on vocals, I believe that's Levon Helm, is it?
1: I'm not the musical expert that Bo is.
2: Okay. Well, that's fine.
1: I just know I like the band.
2: Yeah. Well, happy Saturday between Christmas and New Year's. I hope everybody's had a good Christmas and uh, looks forward to New Year's Day. Cats will be playing in... uh, Orlando. So that'll be something noteworthy. Let me read uh, my Bible verse. This is from Ezekiel, the ninth chapter. Judgment on the idolaters. Then I heard him call out in a loud voice, bring near those who are appointed to execute judgment on the city, each with a weapon in his hand. And I saw six men coming from the direction of the upper gate which faces north each with a deadly weapon in his hand with them was a man clothed in linen who had writing kit at his side they came in and stood beside the bronze altar now the glory of god of israel went up from above the cherubim where it had been and moved to the threshold of the temple then the lord called to the man clothed in linen who had the writing kit at his side and said go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. As I listened, he said to the others, follow him through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter the old men, the young men and women, the mothers and children, but do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the old men who were in front of the temple. Then he said to them, defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain. Go. So they went out and began killing throughout the city. While they were killing, I was left alone. I fell face down, crying out, alas, sovereign Lord, are you going to destroy the, destroy the entire remnant of Israel in this outpouring of your wrath on Jerusalem? He answered me, the sin of the people of Israel and Judah is exceedingly great. The land is full of bloodshed and the city is full of injustice. They say the Lord has forsaken the land and the Lord does not see. So I will not look on them with pity or spare them, but I will bring down on their heads what they have done. Then the man in linen with the writing kit at his side brought back the word saying, I have done as you commanded. Now this is the judgment of God falling upon sin. But those of us who know about Jesus Christ know that uh, we can avoid that through the blood of his son jesus who died to uh in order to uh do away with sin so this is the time when you can know him and uh you can get to know jesus christ as your own lord and savior you just have to ask him and uh it is the time is now i've got a few stories from this week that i wanted to talk to you about in a first trump makes surprise visits to us troops in iraq President Donald Trump made a surprise Christmas visit to U.S. troops in Iraq on Wednesday, his first trip to a conflict zone in nearly two years into his presidency, and days after announcing the pullout of American troops from Syria. Air Force One touched down at the Al-Assad Air Base west of Baghdad after an overnight flight from Washington with First Lady Melania Trump, a small group of aides and Secret Service agents, and a pool of reporters. He was expected to stay for around three hours. Trump has drawn fire from some in the U.S. military for not having visited U.S. troops in conflict zones since taking office in January of 2017, particularly after he canceled a trip to a World War I cemetery in France last month due to rain. While there has been no full-scale violence in Iraq since the Islamic State suffered a series of defeats, Last year, U.S. troops train and advise Iraqi forces still waging a campaign against the militant group ISIS. Um, on his way home from Iraq, he will also stopped to visit troops at Ramstein Air Base in Germany. Trump was looking for some positive headlines after days of turmoil over his decisions to withdraw all U.S. troops from Syria, pull out half of the 14,000 strong contingent in Afghanistan and push out Defense Secretary James Mattis two months earlier than planned for criticizing his policies. Many Republican and Democratic law have heaped scorn on Trump for his sudden order last week to withdraw from Syria. On his stop in Iraq, he defended his decision to pull out 2,000 troops from Syria, which he said was made possible by the defeat of the Islamic State militants. We're going to get into that a little bit and talk about some of what Trump is trying to accomplish that it seems that uh, people are misunderstanding him and uh, what he's trying to do is cut into this entrenched military complex that wants to have these endless wars going on. Critics have said that the fight is far over and the withdrawal leaves allies in the lurch. One of those critics was Mattis, who said in a candid resignation le- leader last, letter last week that his views did not align with the president's, particularly in regard to the treatment of U.S. allies. Mattis has planned to leave at the end of February, but Trump forced him to go on January 1 after his resignation letter. Trump has faced negative headlines for wanting to pull troops from Afghanistan where they've been since 2001. That's 17 years. Enough is enough. Why do we have to have an endless war? And um, I think Trump sees that as a campaign promise, that he was going to pull Americans out of these Endless conflicts. U.S. military says it has about 5,200 troops in Iraq focusing on training and advising Iraqi troops to ensure that the Islamic State does not reemerge. NATO defense ministers agreed in February to a bigger train and advise mission in Iraq after a U.S. call for the alliance to help stabilize the country after three and a half years' war against the Islamic State. Trump has had an uneven relationship with America's military. He did not have to serve during Vietnam after being diagnosed with burnt bone spurs in his heels. So this is an interesting uh, story here. And as I come back from this break, I will talk about what goes into some of his military um, strategy, which seems to be out of line with what most of the bureaucrats in Washington like to see, which is kind of endless occupations. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom DeFreeze Show on News Radio 630 WLAP.
0: July. Kavanaugh nightmare. Abolish ice. 2018. California fires. Soccer players out of the cave. Water on Mars. 2019. North Korea. Retired soldiers. Happens here. The economy group. News Radio 630. Time of your life. WLAP.
2: At DePree Financial Group, we do not earn commissions on your hard-earned retirement dollars. We don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand. We do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. Call us at 859 233 and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 and deprefinancial.com
0: 630 WLAP.
2: Back on the Tom Depree show. Oh, this is good. Those are nice versions of those songs. So, Donald Trump uh, has always been the iconoclastic candidate, he's always done things different. People always say immediately when he does something, he's going off half-cocked. He doesn't know what he's doing. Well, the fact is uh, this pullout of, of uh, army people and uh, military from Syria is something that has been going on for a while, and it's an argument, an internal argument, that has been happening within his um, his administration. This is from the American Conservative by Gareth Porter. The mainstream media has attacked President Donald Trump's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria as impulsive, blindsiding his own national security team. But detailed published accounts of the policy process over the course of the year tell a very different story. They show that senior national security officials and self-interested institutions have been playing a complicated political game for months aimed at keeping Trump from wavering on our indefinite presence in Syria. The entire episode thus represents a new variant of a familiar pattern dating back to Vietnam in which national security advisors put pressure on reluctant presidents to go along with existing or proposed military deployments in a war zone. The difference here is that Trump, by publicly choosing a different policy, has blown up their transparent schemes. And offered the country a new course, one that does not involve a permanent war state. And I think it could be easily said that uh, Trump, part of what he ran on was, you know, America first. that's That's the thing he ran on. And he believes that America has been duped into doing things around the world paying money to countries and, uh, you know, stupid actions that have been done for so long that people regard them as uh, doctrinaire things that must be done regardless. Like for instance, he just said last night he was not going to pay aid money to Honduras, El Salvador, and uh, Guatemala anymore. Well, he's, he, we're paying hundreds of millions of dollars in payments to these countries and where's it going? I mean what what good is it doing? So um the relationship of between Trump and his national security team has been tense since the beginning of his administration. By midsummer 2017, defense secretary James Mattis and chairman of the joint chiefs General Joseph Dunford had become so alarmed at Trump's negative responses to their briefings that they decided to do a formal briefing in the tank used by joint chiefs for meeting at the Pentagon. But when Madison Dunford sang the praises of the rules-based international democratic order that has kept the peace for 70 years, Trump simply shook his head in disbelief. By the end of that year, however, Madison Dunford believed they'd succeeded in getting Trump to use U.S. troops not only to defeat the Islamic State, but to stabilize the entire northeast sector of Syria and balance Russian and Iranian-sponsored forces. Yet they ignored warning signs of Trump's continued displeasure with their vision of a more or less permanent American military presence. They're talking permanent. You know, The country has other issues. Our own infrastructure. We've spent $6 trillion in the Middle East in the last 20 years or so. And where has it gotten us? What good has it done? We have infrastructure needs in this country. Imagine where $6 trillion could go in terms of road building or uh, You know, just basic infrastructure, water and sewer, you name it. In a March rally in Ohio about health care reform, Trump suddenly blurted out, we're coming out of Syria, like, very soon. Let the other people take care of it now. Very soon. Very soon we're coming out. Then in early 2018, April of 2018, Trump's impatience with his advisors on Syria boiled over into a major confrontation at a National Security Council meeting where he ordered them to unequivocally unequivocally accept a fundamentally different Syria deployment policy. Trump opened the meeting with his public stance that the U.S. must end its intervention <clears throat> in Syria and the Middle East more broadly. He argued repeatedly that the U.S. had gotten nothing for its efforts, according to an account published by the United Associated Press, based on interviews with administration officials who had been briefed on the meeting. When Dunford asked him what he wanted, Trump answered that he favored an immediate withdrawal of U.S. forces and an end to the stabilization program in Syria. Mattis responded that an immediate withdrawal from Syria was impossible to carry out responsibly, would risk the return of the Islamic State, and would play into the hands of Russia, Iran, and Turkey, whose interests ran counter to those of the United States. Trump reportedly then relented and said they could have five or six months to destroy the Islamic state. But he made it clear that he did not want them to come back to him in October and say that they had been unable to defeat ISIS and had to remain in Syria. When his advisors reiterated that they don't think America with, could withdraw responsibly, Trump told them to just get it done. This is the way this guy is. He he wants to see actions take place. He's tired of talking about continued, uh, residents in these foreign countries. He wants the mission to get over with and done. And then we pull our boys and women back to the U S and we take the money that we're spending on these endless deployments and put it to work in our own country. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Volvo cars
0: have long been recognized as some of the safest cars in the world, but renowned automotive analysts also agree Volvo cars are some of the most technologically advanced vehicles in the world. Add to that Volvo's performance, progressive style, and elegance, and you have a perfect combination for the perfect cars. Investigate Volvo cars and SUVs before you purchase any car. Come into Quadril Volvo today during our Sweden's Greetings Holiday Sales event for exceptional deals, finance, and lease options on your new Volvo. Changes are coming to Kentucky driver's licenses, permits, and personal IDs in early 2019 to enhance security and keep travelers on the move. Cards will arrive in the mail after applying at your local circuit court clerk's office, have a doubled lifespan of eight years, and feature new pricing. All cards will be available in a new voluntary travel ID version, accepted to board U.S. flights and access military bases once federal enforcement begins October 2020. Visit drive.ky.gov to learn more. It's the biggest music festival of the year and it's coming to the cw the I radio music festival don't miss the iconic performances justin Timberlake. Mariah Carey! we've got Fleetwood mac here Dude, you've been incredible and i've been jack white powerful moments tonight we are all proud to be vegas strong love this city love everything it stands for plus some special surprises you are not going to want to miss watch our must-see iheart radio music festival tomorrow night and monday night at eight on the cw President Trump's now threatening to shut down the entire southern border with Mexico if his demands for $2 billion in border wall funding are not met. Today is day eight of the partial shutdown of the government with border security. Still the main issue of contention. ABC's Tara Palmieri is at the White House. The political showdown pinching 800,000 federal workers over the holidays. Some working without pay and others for load. Several national parks are not being staffed. And Smithsonian museums will close their doors on January 2nd. Democrats say they'll approve $1.3 billion for border security. Authorities say the man suspected of gunning down California police officer Ronil Singh during a traffic stop in the town of Newman was in the country illegally. A two-day statewide manhunt ended Friday with the arrest of Gustavo Perez Ariaga at a Bakersfield, California home. Sears getting a last minute bid from the company's chair to avoid liquidation, but the company announcing it's shuttering eighty more stores by March. I'm Michelle Franz and ABC News overall a nice looking Saturday in store for the bluegrass region. We'll see a mix of sunny clouds. Temperatures this afternoon, upper 30s to low 40s. That's a seasonal brand of chill. Clouds will thicken up on Sunday and here we go again. Rain heavy at times. Some thunder and lightning and 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts coming up Sunday night into Monday. That's the final day of the year. We may pick up one to three inches of rain and local high water to finish the wettest year on record. I'm WKYT Chief. Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630WLAP and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Jewelry lovers, DazzleMe.com knows you want to sparkle this holiday season. You might even be dropping a few hints as to what you'd like under the tree. Well, a treasure chest awaits you at
0: DazzleMe.com, a new consignment jewelry site with unique styles of all the gemstones you love.
2: Earrings, bracelets, rings, even watches. If you find something you like, add it to your wish list and share your finds with friends. New pieces arrive daily, so click often and don't miss out. This holiday, DazzleMe.com makes sparkling simple.
0: 34 million Americans smoke. That's about one in seven people. Not every smoker wants to continue using cigarettes. Juul was designed by smokers for smokers to be a satisfying alternative to cigarettes. Juul is a vapor product that contains nicotine for a satisfying transition. If you're one of the 34 million adults who smoke, know that there is an alternative to cigarettes. Make the switch at Juul.com. That's J-U-U-L.com. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Start out the new year with brand new custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Cellular shades, wood blinds, Roman shades, and more. Whatever you have in mind, they can help you reimagine one room or your entire home for less than almost any other home improvement. Go to Blinds.com now through January 15th for a guaranteed 25% off with promo code LIGHT. Get a guaranteed 25% off with promo code LIGHT. Rules and restrictions apply. 630 WLAP.
2: Back on the Tom Depree Show, where we have John Short calling in. John, how are you?
1: I'm back. How you doing?
2: You there? I'm uh, right here. Good. Uh, right here. Well, you were close on the North Carolina prediction. You said nope. five biggins, and they won by eight. That's correct. What about we're
1: going to win two games today. Yeah. We we'll think thinking hard by 45 biggins. Beat who? Sacred Heart. Matthew Mitchell's team. Yeah. Well Matt Fort I say Sacred Heart like Transylvania, Georgetown, and Pikeville.
2: We play Louisville today too, don't we?
1: Advanced Mansville my prediction talking about ten biggins, yeah.
2: Yeah. Ten biggins. All right. What else and go ahead.
1: I think what Trump's doing I think he's doing real well. I think it's third best president behind Jefferson and Washington. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's good they went to Iraq.
2: I do, too. And he's trying to pull people out of those places and bring the boys home, and uh, his own people are fighting against him on it.
1: They don't need to fight Trump against do They don't, don't need to fight Trump because Trump wins, they lose. Like Reagan said, I win, you lose. Yeah. That's right. And people didn't. And the people made a bad mistake in having the Bolsheviks take over the House of Representatives. and should have been going to say more conservatives.
2: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: I mean, American people don't care about America; just, they just want America to go down the, the drain.
2: Yeah, I know it. Well, I agree with you on that, John. You and I see eye to eye on those things. I know it.
1: So, I think Trump, when Trump needs to win in 2020, he has to win desperately in 2020.
2: I think he will. I don't see anybody that can beat him. I mean, he's and he stuck, he stuck to the promises that he made. That's right. He, he said he was going to build a wall. He's sticking to the wall, and the Democrats are trying to keep him for, from doing it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway... He
1: yeah, he was close down to the southern border right he, until the wall comes around.
2: Until they get the wall.
1: That's right. I think we do walls have a red, red brick wall about a couple million feet high. They really keep the criminal <laughs> aliens out.
2: <laughs> and guys stationed along there to keep them from coming over. That's right. Yeah. We
1: were having to the Minutemen.
2: Minutemen? Yeah. That was from the revolution, wasn't it?
1: Yes, also Minutemen, too, from the – supposed to be at the Mexican border. I don't know. I know but I know about the old Minutemen, about Paul Revere and the Minutemen, but I'm talking about the near-Minutemen that came around 2009-2010, those Minutemen.
2: Yeah, I don't know what happened to them.
1: You know what I'm talking about now?
2: Yeah, I've heard of it. Duffy. right, John. Appreciate it.
1: Welcome, and so we're in both games today.
2: All right. Good deal. You're a great American.
1: Great American. Thank you. Welcome.
2: Speaking of the wall, uh, one of John's favorite people, Wayne Allen Root, says, uh there is a wall deal to be done. If Democrats actually loved America, they cared about the safety of our children, it could get done. Keep in mind that during this government shutdown, uh Trump has stayed in the White House waiting for the Democrats to come back and get a deal done. Nancy Pelosi is, was photographed in Hawaii. Maxine waters is in the Bahamas. Uh, I don't know where other people are, but, uh, you know, Trump has been sitting there. Actually, he, he canceled his trip to Florida and he's staying in the white house. Waiting for the thing to get done. A deal is there for the taking, says Wayne Allen Root. Before there was President Donald Trump, there was a deal maker extraordinaire, Trump. That Trump wrote the art of the deal. That Trump loves to negotiate. He understands how to get a deal done, and he understands both sides need to win something. I've got that deal, but first, a few thoughts. <clears throat> As I write this, the government has been shut down for five days. Anyone notice? Me neither. Time flies when you're having fun. Government is shut down and it doesn't affect most of us one bit. That's why they call it non-essential. Maybe we should learn a lesson and fire these non-essential employees permanently. For the economy, retail sales figures are out for Christmas. They are the best in many years. American consumers are buying like crazy. Media and economic experts preach doom and gloom all day about the collapsing stock market and a coming recession, yet the Trump economic boom won't cooperate. Then he goes down to say what the deal should be done. Part one, we get full funding for the wall. Democrats get full funding for the new Hudson River tunnel in New York. Everyone wins. We all get something we want. Part two, we end chain migration, the visa lottery, and birthright citizenship. Democrats get a deal for the Dreamers. They get to stay. We all get something we want. Everyone wins. It's that simple. Well, maybe not that simple, but according to Wayne Allen Root. Democrats hate the wall because Trump loves it. I think this is more to the point. This is from D- DeRoy Murdoch, December 28th. Democrats will keep a quarter of the federal government shuttered if that will stomp- stop Trump f- from fulfilling his biggest campaign pledge. The Democrats don't want us to have strong borders only for one reason, because I want it, said Donald Trump on Wednesday. I want the wall, and then they're going to give it to me. President Trump is on to something. Democrats seem determined to stop his plans for a southern border wall as revenge for beating Hillary Clinton. They hate Trump's guts more than they love America. In fiscal year 2018 alone, federal officers apprehended 396,000 illegal aliens on the southern border, southwest border. The left loves the fact that those who were caught and released and others were breaking to America undetected likely will become Democrats. So from their perspective, why give President Trump this win? Some of this might be semantics. The name for the U.S.-Mexico divide could matter politically. I had over a half dozen Senate Democrats tell me on Friday that if we call it anything but a wall, they'd be for it. Senator David Perdue told Fox News Channel's Maria Bartiromo on Sunday, This is ridiculous. It's all about resisting Trump and not taking care of the business that we have as a Senate. Building a fence seems less than what Trump promised. Perhaps then erecting a barrier would let Democrats believe that they kept Republicans from getting what they want. While Republicans might just find that they got what they need. In other words, they're saying, just change the name of it. Change it from a wall to a barrier. Maybe it would work. Such a linguistic compromise could end the nearly week-old partial shutdown. After all, this word worked just fine for then-presidential candidate Hillary Clinton in 2015. She said, I voted numerous times when I was a senator to spend money to build a barrier to try to prevent illegal immigrants from coming in, she bragged to voters on the campaign trail. I do think you have to control your borders. However, even that might not satisfy today's Democrats. They seem committed to keeping a quarter of the federal government shuttered, if that's what it takes to stop President Trump from fulfilling his biggest campaign pledge. So as Democrats just say no to President Trump's wall, they are colluding in several serious deadly ills. Democrats just are saying yes to fentanyl. US Customs and Border Protection reports that it seized 1,377 pounds of fentanyl in fiscal year 2017. Much of it on the southwestern border. This equals some 20, 208 million lethal doses of the staggeringly potent opioid, which is at least 50 times stronger than morphine. Sure, plenty of it was smuggled past CPB and into American streets. Democrats just say yes to heroin. CBP captured 4,579 pounds of heroin in 2017, enough to kill 69 million men. Democrats just say yes to rape. Young women and girls faced extraordinary risk of sexual violence on the Journal to the United States. 60 to 80% of the women and girls who cross Mexico to get to the U.S. border are raped along the way, Eleanor Goldberg explained in Huffington Post. Sometimes sex is used as a form of payment when women and girls don't have the money to pay bribes. Referring to these migrants, she added, the assaults are so common that many women and girls take contraceptives beforehand as preventative measures. Democrats just say yes to MS-13. On December 22nd, Border Patrol agents near Nogales arrested a 24-year-old Salvadorian member of the bloodthirsty Mara Salvatruca Street Gang, i.k.a. MS-13. This previously deported felon broke afresh into America. Two years earlier, uh, Border Patrol officers caught an already deported Honduran ms 13 gangster as he forded the Rio Grande into Eagle Pass, Texas. MS 13 motto is kill, rape, control. Suffolk County, New York Police Commissioner Timothy Seney said MS 13 murders show a level of brutality that is close to unmatched. Its members also treasure decapitation. A wall would have slowed or stopped these two thugs as well as MS 13's. 228 violent animals captured by the Border Patrol in fiscal year 2017. If Democrats want these evils to continue, then they should remain on their current course. If they prefer to limit or end these horrors, they should cease their hatred for President Trump, approve the House's $5.7 billion barrier in barrier funds, and conclude their partial government shutdown. So you have to ask yourself, what's the real motivation behind this? Is it the fact that they just don't think the wall is good policy, or is it because Trump wants it that they're so hell-bent on stopping it? I think it has to do with the fact that they just don't like Donald Trump. It's that simple. They don't want him to fulfill his campaign pledge of building a wall. They don't want to see his base win a victory and they're willing to hold Americans hostage to people that come across that border that are bent on evil. Now, that's not to say that all the people that come across the border are are that way. There are many who are not who have done so legally and have come into this country as legal law-abiding immigrants who are here to do good, solid work and put in an honest day's work for a day's pay. And those people should not be penalized because of the the gangsters and the, the people that uh, want uh, to do bad. But uh, it just seems that the legal process for immigration has been set aside, especially by the Democrats who seem to want illegal immigration and open borders, which is just an amazing thing to me that that would be what they would want so that the country becomes less and less well-defined and becomes more of a amorphous, group of people just to me living behind the same borders but are not really together as a country in order to be part of a country you have to hew to its values and uh, these people certainly don't stay with us you're listening to the Tom Depre Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. August California Holy
0: Hellfire 2018. 3D Guns. The United States-Mexico Trade Agreement. John McCain. A Frank. Champagne wishes 2019. Base sport. happens today. here. News Radio 630 WLAP.
2: At Depre Financial Group, we do not earn commissions on your hard-earned retirement dollars. We don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand. We do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. Call us at 859 233 and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 and dupreefinancial.com.
0: 630 WLAP.
2: on the Tom Dupree Show. President Trump's, this is from uh, Foreign Policy, The Federalist. President Trump's decision to move the remaining American troops out of Syria came under heavy criticism from the mainstream media the day it was announced. Trump's Syria blunder marks a win for Putin, reports the Washington Post. The New York Times labels Russia a winner in the Syria decision. Everything Trump does seems to be giving leverage to a more powerful and hungry Russia, says to the media. So much that Washington Post columnist Daniel Milbank is now claiming that Trump single-handedly lost America the Cold War. It is no surprise that the media exaggerates the scale of Russia's threatening nature whenever given the chance. Many American journalists relishing the way Trump's foreign policy dovetails into the media's narrative as his collusion with Russia over the 2016 election have an interest in doing so. But all this talk of Russia over the past two years has diminished attention towards the bigger, far more poised and more capable geopolitical threat America faces today, and that is China. China easily economically dominates Russia. The gross domestic products of the United States and Russia are mapped in the Google public data graph below, which you can't see. The United States still has the world's highest GDP, but China's economic growth in the past 10 years has doubled that of the United States and put it on track to compete directly for the world's economic supremacy. Russia, meanwhile, has a GDP lower than that of Italy. China's military adventurism paces outpaces Russia's expansion. In contrast, China's moves into the South China Sea have made its control over an extremely large population of East Asian waters practically a done deal. Who cares about ocean waters? One might ask, how about maritime traders and aircraft carriers for a start? It is true that Russia annexed Crimea in a show of force, but while Russia gained access to one strategic port, China's recent uh, exploits have cemented legions of ports and bases across East Asia for years to come. China's militarism goes far beyond simple skirmishes and into displays of technological superiority. You concerned about Russian interference with U.S. elections? China has shown that they are capable of electoral interference and more. Consider China's mischief in the recent elections in Taiwan, which ousted a strong China critic in favor of one more malleable to the Chinese government. New data shows China targeted millions of Taiwanese accounts for bombardment with pro-China propaganda, overwhelming voters to the point of electoral dysfunction. China has more than mischief in mind, it is seeking technological supremacy on the world stage. Their top rate 5G telecom network now faster than the West shows that China has the infrastructure to directly compete with the US in cyberspace. Its recent announcement that it has successfully created the world's first gene edited baby, if true, displays China's bioengineering capacity as well. China's science and technology radius is currently far more extensive than Russia's could even hope to be. But the biggest claim towards China's cementation of its status as American chief geopolitical rival is the strength of its national cohesion. Russian authoritarianism, with failing, with failing, Vladimir Putin's propaganda machine unable to stifle massive protests against his government and his bureaucracy mired in corruption. However, China's authoritarianism is relatively smoothly run and represents a significant ideological challenge to the West's democratic government, governance. China's one-party state is highly centralized. President Xi Jinping's current brand of Nationalism is systematically manufacturing a China in lockstep with the Communist Party's orders. So the people that we need to watch out for are not necessarily the Russians. Some might try to make the case that nuclear capacity is one place Russia beats China. It is true Russia owns 6,800 warheads to China's 270 mostly leftovers from the Cold War. But how far can an arsenal of nukes take you? Can it solve a stagnant economy, a laughable long-term infrastructure, and a corrupt government? Cold War symbols of power no longer dictate today's geopolitical climate. At least they cannot make up for twin factors of economic competitiveness and technological domination, criteria in which Russia is hopelessly outmatched. On the other hand, China checks both of these boxes, and our ignorance of their ambition and growth is quickly becoming self-destructive. When China was nigh 1 20th the size of our economy, we allowed them to illicitly capture our critical trade secrets and defense technologies and run an unchecked surplus with us. We ignored them when they weren't a threat, and now that they are, we can't afford to ignore them again. So... It's China that these media folks should be worried about, not Russia. China's the one much more apt to uh, provide problems. Stay with us. You're listening to The Tom Dupree Show. One more hour to go. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.